We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is episode number 1,189 with Tamara Mori Housley. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome back, my friend. Today's guest is Tamara Mori Housley, and she is an Emmy award-winning host, an incredible actress, producer, and entrepreneur who has captivated audiences for over 20 years. And Tamara started her career in Hollywood alongside her sister, Tia, on the hit show Sister, Sister, which aired over 100 episodes from 1994 to 1999, which is incredible. She also co-hosted the groundbreaking and Emmy-winning talk show, The Real, for six seasons. She's an entrepreneur with her own coffee house and coffee line called Barnhouse Napa Brews. And most recently, she's one of the hosts on the HGTV show Table Wars. And in this episode, Tamara talks about how she dealt with her identity after the end of her first big hit TV show and what that was like trying to get more gigs and try to be an actor in that world. How to deal with self-doubt and find inner peace along the journey. We dive in on that. She talks about how to be successful as a parent while also pursuing pursuing your dreams and goals. What Tamara wishes she could share with her 10-year-old self before she really got into the industry and some emotional moments towards the end as well. So get ready for an inspiring time with Tamara. I'm so excited about this. And if you're inspired at any moment, make sure to share this with someone that you think needs to hear this message. And if this is your first time here, please click the subscribe button right now over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can subscribe to us over on YouTube. We have almost 2 million subscribers over on YouTube as well. So anywhere you like to consume your information, go check us out and subscribe. And I want to give a shout out to our fan of the week. And this is from Sauce. And Sauce said, a variety of guests and topics touched by these discussions is truly mind-blowing and serves to broaden our horizons, whether we agree or not. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, but never have I heard so many different guests genuinely say, wow, that's a great question, to Lewis's interrogations. I truly appreciate it and acknowledge you for it. So big thank you you to sauce for that review over on apple podcast and for being the fan of the week and yes i do like to ask those deep and personal and intimate questions because that's where the magic is that's where the juice is in these interviews and we definitely go there today with tamara so without further ado in just a moment i bring you the one and only tamara mori welcome back everyone to the school of greatness i'm very excited about our guest tamara Maury, in the house. Good to see you. Thanks. A high five. Yes. High five, connection, (laughs) intimacy, (laughs) vulnerability, all of it. I love it. I love that. I, uh, for anyone watching or listening, if you grew up in the 80s or 90s like myself, we remember you from the show uh, Sister, Sister, which was a huge hit. I know. Massive hit. I know. You still probably get recognized from that show. I do. More than anything else? Or is that, was other things starting to get recognized from? Where they're like, oh, I just love you from Instagram, or I love you from uh, this thing. From the real. The real, yeah. So the talk show that I did, they recognized me a lot, a lot from, from that. Yeah. 
Oh, and Twitches. Twitches was on the Disney Channel. Okay. I played a twin witch, so I'm a twin. Oh, wow. <laughs> Twitches. Yeah. Twitches, that's cool. Yeah, it was amazing. I did two for the Disney Channel, and it's when movies like did like amazing. It was 21 million people watched that. Wow. In three days. That's 21 crazy. million. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. That's amazing. I know. So you grew, you kind of grew up pre-social media, where you were famous, well known on TV for many years. Yes. And you were young. You were yeah. like teen, early twenties, into that show. Yes. What was that like being, I guess, famous, if you want to call it that, pre-social media days? And how did you learn to stay confident, not you know, not get insecure or let things get to your head at such an early age, while achieving that much and being famous on the, on the scene. I know. I would have to say my upbringing, yeah. my environment, mm. my mom, my dad, my grandmother, my aunts, my uncles, they were all very proud of what I achieved at such mm -hmm. a young age, but it didn't define me in their eyes. What defined you? Yes, character. Mm who I was as a person then and who I was becoming. And I feel like that is how I survived. And my parents taught me at a very young age, this is amazing, but it's not going to last. Really? Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, one season, maybe two, maybe three. Didn't they go for like five or seven seasons? It went for six. Six seasons, it's crazy. Yes, and okay, I, I remember being upset at my mother. We were at the table read. And I was just, you know, so excited. And I was like, well, well, dang, like rain on my parade. <laughs> when, when did she say that? Was that season one or season? Before we even started. She wanted to set us up for success. Mm. And in that moment, I didn't know what she was doing. But as we were, you know, shooting, I learned that. I learned to be grateful for every single moment so that when it did end i was like okay it's wow. time to move on let's let's do you know something else and i was prepared for that transition and it's wow. because of what she said in the beginning that i didn't like <laughs> but she was just you know she was very real and that's the thing about wow. our mom still to this day if you wanted the truth you ask her if you didn't want to hear the truth don't. Wow. Because you were going to get it either way. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've, uh, I've interviewed different actors who said that, you know, some of them, I won't say their names, but they had some big shows, right? They were on mm -hmm. for three, four, five, seven seasons or whatever for big shows. And then for years, they were not able to get anything yes. because they were kind of typecast. And, yes. you know, how did you, especially being even more kind of pigeonholed as a twin? Yes actor, which is very rare. It's a very niche role. Mm -hmm. It was successful. How were you able to reinvent or continue building your career beyond that original huge show? And did things keep happening right away? No. Or did it take some years where you're like, it took some years. Oh, we're not getting any phone calls. Exactly. Really? So I was prepared for the transition of becoming, as Tim Reed would say, a civilian. Really? <laughs> uh, I was ready for that. What I wasn't prepared for was the silence of phone calls that happened after that. What do you mean? 
Like you well, calling people and no one picking up or you're not getting calls? Not getting calls. Yeah. Or going out for auditions and people just seeing this young comedic girl when you were actually a, a woman. You're, mm-hmm. I, I was 21 when I ended that show. Wow. But, I mean, I do have the gift of a young face, yes, I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for my genes. Yes. But at the same time, it, it, it took casting directors, I think, a while to actually see that I wasn't just this young girl that did slapstick comedy that I could actually, I can remember going on an audition, I wanted to do a drama, and the casting director looking at me saying, you need to just stick to comedy. Really? Yeah. She says- After your your audition? After my audition, and you think, success of Sister Sister. I won a Kids' Choice Award. Right. Not once, but like three times. Yeah, it's a big deal. The Golden Blimp. Right, that's a big deal. And you know, NAACP Image Awards, Mm -hmm. but what I learned in Hollywood it's 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 like it, I'm just gonna be honest. They really don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to, you know, constantly bring it and constantly grow. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I could have two things could have happened. I could have believed her, or I could have used it as fuel, yeah. and that is what I did. So I took acting classes. Really? Yes. After yep. five, seven years yep. of being acting consistently on this massive show, you went back and took classes. And guess what? I'm still taking acting classes. Wow, that's great. I, I always want to learn. And mm. I had to learn the art of auditioning. And it's I didn't realize, because so I was true. working for six, seven years. I forgot how to audition. So I pretty much had to start all over. I didn't get a series... I was 21 when I ended Sister Sister. I didn't get a series until I was 25, 26. Wow, so it was four years. Four to five years is a long wait for someone who's been working consistently. Yeah. And there were moments of doubt. Yeah. There were moments of, okay, I thought I was just going to quit. I was. I went to school. I went to college. I, that's something I always wanted to do. You went to Pepperdine, right? Pepperdine yeah. University. I was feeling, I was literally, my country accent came out, feeling. I was... Well, signing like a, filling out a questionnaire to become a private school kindergarten teacher. Because I literally thought I was never going to work. Shut up. I swear. Wow. Mm -hmm. The moment I filled that out, I got a call. And it was an audition for Strong Medicine. Mm -hmm. I said these three words before the audition, because I was like, I remember that last lady, what she said. I remember the room, I remember how I was sitting, I remember it. I said, let's do this. Right before I started my audition, do you know they added, not only did I book that show, played Dr. Kayla Thornton, they added it into the show. They added the character. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dr. Kayla Thornton, she says, let's do this. Mm, that's cool. So it was, I, I look back at that and the lesson that that taught me was you shouldn't let people define mm-hmm. who you are. <laughs> Even if they might be right in their own opinion, use that as fuel. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing everything that I could possibly do to progress. Yeah. I wasn't prideful in the sense where I was like, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Mm-hmm. I knew that I had never done, you know, like a true drama. So I was like, hmm. 
She might be right in the sense of I, I maybe need a little work there, but she was not right in defining my future. Yeah. I was not going to let someone who didn't know me define mm. my future mm. for me. Amen. <laughs> so when did you start? When was the first season? How old were you? I was uh, 14 and it didn't air until we were 15, 16. So 14 to 21 you were working. Yes, 14 to 21. Working. On the show. So how in those four years afterwards, so you were going to school afterwards, mm -hmm. you weren't booking anything, people said, uh, stick to this other type mm -hmm. of comedy, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. How did you overcome the self-doubt? Or were you not doubting yourself? Were oh, you major. Really? I went into depression. Really? Yes. Yes. And I was depressed because for so long, I knew exactly where I was going, mm -hmm. what I was doing, and then there was an immediate halt. And I was like, oh, what now? Mm. Like, what am I going to do? I had this conversation with myself where I was like, I achieved so much so young. I have so much life to live. I guess this is it. Wow. I guess I just achieved it. You're at the mountaintop, yeah. really. I've always felt like this sense of concern for Olympians mm -hmm. in their teens, mm -hmm. especially gold medal winners when they're like 16, gymnasts or something. Because you can never recreate the feeling of billions of people watching you winning a gold medal like, and then all the press and the success that comes with it, probably a year or two later, it's like, okay, what, what, who am I now? Exactly. How do I redefine, how do I recreate a meaningful life? So this is what I've learned. Yes. You have, I mean, success means different things to different mm -hmm. people. That was one aspect of my life that was successful. Mm -hmm. Success to me, as I got older, was defined differently. And success for me now means happiness, mm -hmm. no matter what. No matter what's happening in my life, you know, life is a huge, it's, it's, it's a big, I, I say it's like big journey, mm -hmm. you know? And you're gonna have different pockets of these successful moments if you wanna, you know, define them that way. You doing the things that, that you love to do, but it doesn't necessarily mean if I achieve that, 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 that didn't mean that was the end of it. It just meant that there was gonna be something else that, that, that came along, but I had to go through all those lessons mm. um, to achieve my next whatever successful moment. But I didn't want, here's another thing that I just realized as I'm talking to you. Um, you don't want those moments of success in your life to define your success as a whole because yeah. it's not going to happen all the time. It's not who you are as a and whole. And it's not no, it's not. I did shows later that only lasted for a season. Mm. But it was still successful to me because it was called Roommates on ABC Family. Um, it was the first comedy that I did after Sister Sister and it took years to land another one. But to answer your question before, I was depressed um, and, you know, I think the hardest part for me was to acknowledge that this person who made a lot of money at a young age, who achieved a lot at a young age, can say they were depressed. Mm. 
and in a way I felt weak. But you're actually, here I am, a psych major. Mm -hmm. um, but in that moment, I realized the strength was actually owning up that yeah. I needed help in this area. Really? So I started seeing a psychologist and I worked And you were studying, psych you have a psychology degree from yes. Pepperdine, yeah. Yeah. But I realized the root of it was I have an issue with change. Mm. That's very normal. Right. It's hard to change. <sighs> because I would let those moments define my happiness. Mm -hmm. But it's inevitable things are going to change. Right. So if you base your happiness on change, change is always happening. Well, yes, change. You're going to be like this. I'm happy I'm not. I'm happy I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was going on. I was so, on this like crazy yeah. emotional roller coaster. For someone like you whose your career is... All constantly evolving, you know, from mm -hmm. acting to hosting, to, you know, producing and all these other things you're doing and involved in. And maybe it'll last for five years, maybe it'll last for five months. We don't know. We book it and then they cancel it right away. Yes. It's like, I'm sure you've been through yes. all this. I've how been do, through all of how do you How do you keep a grounded inner peace uh, through all the ups and downs of potential change? My faith. Yeah. Knowing that I'm a true believer um, in God, and uh, believing that things happen for me, not to me. Mm -hmm. So I always like to find the lesson yeah, in everything, you know? And I've learned that even within the struggles, God is there. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I was I'm struggling, what did I do wrong? <laughs> what did I, uh, whereas, you know, and with life comes wisdom, I've learned that God is in that struggle because we need to learn something here. What I also learned, if you don't learn, it's gonna keep repeating. Keep... <laughs> I know that. I can say that to myself. Like, well, I mean, I can say that for like every relationship I've been in, yeah. you know, in my past until I started to learn those lessons yeah. the hard way. It's like, yeah. and they keep coming to me. Okay, I gotta, I gotta listen this time. Yeah. You know, uh, what would you say is the biggest adversity you've faced in it professionally then, since since day one of Sister Sister to now? Of all those professional experiences, what's been the, the biggest lesson and the hardest thing to overcome? Rejection. How many times have you been rejected? <laughs> I lost count. <laughs> Hundreds, thousands. What's that? What's that TikTok? More. More. <laughs> right. Probably more. More. I literally lost count. Think of it. I've been in the business ever since I was 11. Wow. You're what, 25 now, right? Yeah, right. Thanks. <laughs> 43, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, more than 100 it, it, wow. at least. And our business is based on, that's where we're gonna get deep. Our business is based on rejection, being liked, mm. and people telling you how to do things. Mm -hmm. Think about it, when you audition, probably one out of 20 auditions like dating, it's, it's, you're gonna find, you're gonna, you're gonna nail it. You're gonna get it. You're gonna you're gonna get that part. Once you nail it, the director is telling you what you need to do better. Mm. So you've then, got the gig, but now change oh, this, change this, change this. But more after that. What? Once you've done your project, you have critics. A rejection in the world. Yeah, this is bad. You look here weird, and this is off. And in ratings. Wow. Your 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 show is either successful or bombs. Wow. So I had to learn, and I'm still learning, I am good enough. 
because at 11, this is what you're constantly going through. And subconsciously, like I just realized this like a few days ago. Wow. <laughs> like I was like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And when you look back, that that's this is my job. My job is to audition. I either make it or I don't. Sorry, you didn't get the part. And I've had to change my perception because in a way I've been conditioned this way. Mm. You've been conditioned you're on your own, just just chilling, just vibing, trying out for, you're not good enough. Whereas when you study to be a doctor or whatever, and yes, you still deal with those challenges, but if you have that paper, that plaque in your license, in your, you, no one can tell you not to right. uh, you, do you your can, practice. You can practice. You yeah. can practice. Yeah. You can work. You can work. Whereas yeah. an actress, you, take your acting class, you study that script like I don't know what, you give it your all, and then they say... It's not good enough. Or, no thank you. Oh man. Next. So, <laughs> what I'm learning in life is you do your best, and that's all you can control. Yeah. And there's gonna be people out there that just don't like you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't help that. Uh, if you don't like me, you don't like me. If you don't like my craft, okay. So I had to learn this. Did I like my work? Mm.
Did if, I like my work? If you didn't like it, then what? It's what I said in the uh, in the beginning. Let's let's fix it. Yeah. Let's go to some acting classes. And if you did like it, screw you. Right. Yeah. I guess I am not your cup of tea. Right. <laughs> or this movie was not your cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And then you have to ask yourself: Were there films that you didn't like? Hmm. Okay, it just wasn't your cup of tea. Right. And it goes back to, you know, everything is happening for you, not to you. Yes. And so maybe it wouldn't have been a good six to 12 months journey with the team or the producer or the director anyways. You know, even if you wanted it, your faith, going back to the faith, maybe it's protecting you from something or setting you up for something greater next year. Yes. And what my sister said recently that became viral is that we auditioned for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We did. You did? Yeah. Yep. And? We did not obviously get it. Right. But. But we became, got sister, sister. That's huge. So, boom. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, so what would your roles have been for Fresh Prince? Tatiana Lee's uh, character. Lord, I can't okay. remember her. Uh, forgot the character's name. But yeah. Uh, we would have been the, the girl in uh, okay. Fresh Prince. Okay. Oh, you would have been splitting the role. Um, one of us would have gotten it. Oh, so we both, yeah. And oh. we've, we've gone through that, too. And here's another thing we can talk about. We, my sister and I are twins. Mm -hmm. We look alike. We talk alike. We used to dress alike. <laughs> and we used to go out for the same roles. Really? Mm-hmm. Who would book the role more? It would depend. Wow. Tia was the Barbie girl. After Sister, Sister, I immediately, uh, well, it was four years. I, I got, not immediately, but I got the, the show Strong mm -hmm. Medicine. But then it was her turn. She got the game. Mm. So we had to learn when you're going out for the same role and one gets it because I auditioned for the game. Mm. And then once I saw the show, I was like, that role is Tia all day, every day. That was great. It helped um, elevate uh, uh, her career. Yeah. And in doing so, we would help each other. Right. So she's elevated. Then like, oh, wonder what Tamara is. So if Tia could do that, let's see what Tamara and this And this is what we've done. And now we are our own person we have our own brands and you know we went through this phase where we were like you need to be like me mm. no you need to be like me and it was when we looked at each other and we were like no god made us differently for a reason we are you're my yin to my yang so i was very in meetings the personable um you know twin the extrovert to talk. yeah yeah and she was the business Mm. One. So she would see and hear everything that people were saying, pick up on things. Uh, she would stand up for what wasn't right. And so we made this amazing team. Mm. Now we have our own families. She's doing her own thing. I'm doing my own thing. And we've learned to celebrate our differences. And it's okay to be different. Right. There wasn't many twins in TV back then, or even now, that were, were, I guess, the Olsen twins know, around yeah. the same time, but they were sharing a role, right? Yeah. They didn't do the role each at the same time. Did you guys ever have a situation where you were sharing a role? Mm -hmm. Really? So we played a girl called Denise on Full House. My brother was Teddy, Michelle's best friend. And that is when I met Candace Cameron, which we're now both on Hallmark, and we both have wineries, and... We're friends now. Candace so uh, Candace Cameron her, played DJ. Yes. What was her uh, her maiden name? Uh, Beret. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's Candace Cameron, and her name now is Candace Cameron Beret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. actually met her. I sat next to her at a. Do you know Val? Yeah. 
from uh, Dance with the Stars. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, uh, she was. I sat next to her at his wedding. Yeah, because so, she was on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. So I met I her briefly it. there, but yeah, she's sweet, yeah, sweet lady. Very sweet. And uh, so you guys were on that show together with yep. the Olsen twins. Yep. Wow. I didn't, I didn't and my know sister that. and I babysat the Olsen twins no one time. Swear to God. Swear to God. So, but you were Their playing. Parents. But you were playing one person. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Yeah. So we played. Uh, a girl, a girl named Denise, and it was really interesting because I never thought my sister and I looked alike. Shocking. I, so I would be like, "How are we pulling this off?" <laughs> but yeah, that was the only time we did, though. We did it once. Oh, just one episode. Oh wait, no. What am I talking about? Tia actually played me in Twitches. I was doing Strong Medicine, and I couldn't make. She the, did not play you. Yeah, in one scene, it's a party scene. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, but our fans knew it. They were like, and she had a mask on because it was Halloween. They knew it. They were like, that's not Tamara, that's Tia. And we didn't say anything for years until like, (laughs) I want to say like three years. Yeah. And I was 26 when I shot that. Oh my gosh. So years we didn't say anything. But yeah, she played me. Wow. She she hated it. (laughs) She was like, I hated it. I hated playing you. (laughs) She got paid though. She did. She got got paid. I thought she did a great job. Yeah. So did you guys ever feel like you had a rivalry then, or were you always been supportive? I feel like there was never rivalry. There was disappointment when we did our reality show, and it's the reason why we left it, mm. because never before in our life did it become Teen Tia, Teen Tamara. Oh, uh, then it was like a competition almost. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. And I feel like the producers knew exactly what they were doing in a reality show. Yeah. So... <laughs> it was like, I, I, I remember her just being so upset with how they uh, portrayed her mm-hmm. and how I was being portrayed, you know, like I'm the crier, I'm this, I'm that. Um, but yes, I do cry. I'm emotional. And it's because I've learned. I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. And I finally have learned that as well. So the reason why I'm very emotional is because I feel you know how you have your senses i my sense to feel other people's energy and their vibe is heightened Mm. so if you're not feeling well or we're talking about a serious topic i feel that to the umpteenth degree or if we're talking about something sad i feel that and it it could be it could be draining so that explains my emotional Sure. Side, but now i know where it comes from Mm. and i'm okay i'm okay with it it doesn't mean i'm weak I'm sure it's hell not weak. Um, it doesn't mean I'm so happy. No, it's actually a superpower. Mm-hmm. Because you're, connect, you're connected. connected. Yeah. And I'm able to, you know, put myself in, in someone else's shoes. Sure, yeah. What do you feel like has been the, the biggest insecurity you've overcome then since you started in your career? I'm overcoming it. What I haven't that? overcome, I what haven't overcame that? it yet. It's the I am good enough. Still. 43, was, at 43, massive success in your career. You got the marriage, you got kids, you got the family, you got businesses. Yes. Still yes. overcoming that, that yes. feeling. Really? I'll tell you why. Tell me. I started when I was 11. Mm-hmm. And I've been conditioned that way for over, think of that, being conditioned for over, 30 I years. I want to say 30 years. Yeah. And subconsciously not knowing what's going on, even though I'm a psych major. Yeah. And it's because I had other things going on. But I'm, once I turned 40, I was like, 
it's now I've been taking care of so many people. It's now time for me to take care of myself.、Mm. And that's how I learned that I'm an empath, and that's how I learned there were so many elements of myself that I needed to work on, and I've worked through those.、Mm. And now it's I'm dealing with the deep rooted one. Really. And I've been uproot. Think of a tree. Yeah. That's been planted, right?、Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't want to think of it because you don't want to tear down trees. <laughs> but think of that tree that's just been rooted, right? An emotional tree. An emotional tree.、Mm-hmm. Yes. And you just want to dig it. It needs to get. It needs to like get out. But if it's deeply rooted, it's hard. It's clenching on in there. Yeah. It's harder to remove. So that is what I am dealing with. And we were talking about social media. Social media didn't help that, especially doing a talk show. Because、mm. you're, you're getting constantly negative feedback constantly. and critics and. I will tell. The way tell- you looked, what you said, your opinions, your values. Oh my gosh. Critiqued. Critiqued, and they knew where to find you. And then let's 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 take it up a notch. Clickbait. Yes. So they will take what you、Just、say. One thing out of context, and put、yeah. it out of context to fit their narrative of、mm. who they think you are. And that is what happened for years on that show. And I will tell、oh, you、man. this: being on a talk show, and you can take it or leave it. It is not a safe place. It's not being on a talk show. Being on a talk show, it's not a safe place. And I wish someone would have told me that,、mm. because then I would have been prepared.、Mm-hmm. I was not. I wasn't. I learned. So think of going to battle. Yes. But you don't know you're going to battle. You、right? think you're going to some fun experience? Hey, we're going to play. And then people come and they start fighting. Then you got to grab. <laughs> you got to grab the trash can <laughs> shield. You know, you've got to do all these things, and that is what I've learned by doing that talk show. That at the end, I was fully armed.、Mm. So, and you can literally watch the beginning of the season to the end of the season. You see this strong warrior, and it is life happens for you,、mm-hmm. not to you. So I wasn't supposed to know it was a safe. It wasn't a safe place. Really? Because I wouldn't be who I am now. Because I probably would have had my girl. I would have, you know. I've learned so much about myself doing that show. How many years was that for? It was a total of seven seasons, if you want to count our kind of pilot, because、mm-hmm. they aired our our pilot. So, what did you learn from being on a talk show for that long then about yourself? Again, and I am working on that. I am good enough、mm-hmm. because Jesus, people can say some really horrible, untruthful things. Um, I learned. That it is okay not to be perfect. Yeah. It is okay to be vulnerable.、Mm-hmm. Um, and it is okay to speak your truth. Yeah.、Uh, just because there there are people out there who may not agree with your truth, it doesn't mean there aren't many people who don't. Right. And how did you not learn to, I guess, or maybe people who do?、Actually. Right. Right. And how. And how did you learn not to hold back once you, after the first season of being like, man, this is a war、yeah. between maybe on the show and comments off the show? How did you learn to continue to speak your truth and your voice, knowing there's going to be tons of things out there? Or did you feel like you had to guard yourself and not say things sometimes just to be like, okay? Nope.、Adam. Because what I found out is, I'd rather have people dislike me for who I truly am, than who I'm pretending to be.、Mm. All right,、Boom. I like it. 
that's the reality of it. But how do you learn to not let it affect you emotionally when you care deeply about people in general? I when learned. When you're an empath and you're like taking all this stuff in. Boundaries. Yeah. One. Two, they are entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. Here's the big one. An opinion doesn't necessarily mean a fact. So you can have a hundred opinions about me, but is it a fact? No. So I had to learn, you know, the, is it the, there are the four agreements in life. I forgot how many there are. Yeah, four agreements. (laughs) Four agreements. Don't take anything personally. And I didn't want to personally make an agreement with what that person was saying if it was an opinion. So I had to learn for myself, okay, why is this affecting you so much? One, oh, damn, I'm agreeing with what they have to say because ah. it's actually an insecurity of mine. So it's when you agree to it, that's when it affects you. Yes. So how did you learn not to agree with it, even if it was an insecurity of yours? I, how did I learn? Well, don't take anything personal if they don't know me personally. Right. That's what I had to learn. Mm-hmm. And then... I had to do some a lot of inner work. I had to first recognize, oh, this is an insecurity of mine. Oh, God. Why is it an insecurity? So yeah. it was a lot of self-reflection. That's why that show, even though it was not a safe place, it has made me who I am today. Yeah. Um, and it was part of the cards to be a part of my life. Mm. Um, so, but I, I had to ask myself, one, why, why does this affect you so much, Tamara? Ooh, you made an agreement with that. Why? Oh, this is an insecurity. Well, we got to fix that. Why is this an, an insecurity? Why do you feel this? Then I had to literally be like, okay, is this a fact? Is this a fact about who I am? Even, and this is what I learned from Jay, too, Jay yes. Shetty. Your thoughts, most of the time, like your irrational thoughts do not represent reality. Mm. So it is important for us to recognize the difference. Is this reality? And then if it is a reality, what are you going to do about it? So my thing is, is yes, let's, 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 let's always find the solution here. So if I'm insecure about this, say I was insecure about my weight. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just had a baby. People, I was, you know, people were calling me, not people, very few. <laughs> oh, she's lazy. She hasn't snapped back. She hasn't. I was insecure about it because I couldn't do anything about it right. because I had a back problem, because I had diastasis recti. So you see how I worked myself out of that? I did a, I, I self-reflected. Mm-hmm. Okay, I made an agreement with that uh, statement because I am insecure. But Tamir, why are you insecure about it? Is that a fact? Okay, yeah, I haven't lost as much weight, but the fact is, is because Tamir, you're in serious pain. Yeah. You can't you're work he- out you're like healing. The pro- yeah, you're I'm healing. healing. Yeah. So focus on that. And whoever says that, I'm not gonna make an agreement with that. Right. Poof, be gone. <laughs> and what I've also learned though, the same people that hate you on Monday and Tuesday will love you Thursday and Gosh, Friday. It's crazy, right? Isn't that interesting? So how do you deal with that? You just know people are fickle. Right. And you don't define who I am. Mm-hmm. God defines who I am. Yeah. 
God defines who I am. Who am I in God's eyes? Mm -hmm. And then if I have an issue with that, what are you going to do about it? All right, well, let's fix ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like if I have issues, if I have, what can I do? Let me go see a psychiatrist. Let me see Mm -hmm. a psychologist. Let me see a counselor. Let me try to, you know, I'm always thinking about um, the solution. Mm -hmm. That's another thing, too. When you talk on a talk show, it's talk, 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 talk. What are we going to do about it? Right. What are we going to do about it? Actions, yeah. Action. So I literally would be like, okay, but what are we going to (laughs) do? You know, that's where, and sometimes people don't want to hear the solution. They just want to hear the complaint. Mm-hmm. That's more entertaining. Absolutely. That's more more fun, and not for all talk shows, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like people, human nature. Yeah, it's. Did you see? Um, I guess in the last what is it, thirty two years, thirty three years, you've been in this industry, right? Through eleven. <laughs> I never did the math. <laughs> you've been you've been around a lot of uh, a lot of successful people, people who have who've come and sustained and grown, and people who are big that have gone away in a sense in the in the industry. You've been around a lot of famous, successful, thriving people. What do you see as a common insecurity that everyone's had in the last 33 years? Whether they're teen star, adult star, come and go, is it I'm not good enough? Or is there another insecurity or fear you've seen overall in the industry? I would say, and I can't speak for everyone. Sure, your your experience, (laughs) your observation. My observation, especially women, men what am I talking about because I dated actors in my day and I would say image really image you mean like how they're perceived or they're no, afraid of how they how look how they look to themselves or how other people are how talking other about them perceive them like you about their always body image. yes you always wow. have to look a certain way if you see you see a person come out and be like I'm happy and proud of my curves this is great then the moment they get a, a hit film where did all those curves go? No. <laughs> Where did all that go? Or women getting older mm. in the industry. You know, so I would say it doesn't matter how big you are. So like the A-lister to the D-list. It's always that image. Really? Mm-hmm. It's because we're constantly being seen. Mm-hmm. And you have to make sure you look presentable you you look good or yeah if you're not looking good you may not work yeah unfortunately so how do you i guess in a sense if it helps you stay healthy and accountable to being healthy consistently that's good (laughs) but if it's like obsessive over like i need to do this to like get the gig or you know you literally (laughs) have explained how i have (laughs) changed my perception on how I handled that aspect of the business. I say, well, the positive side is is that it is going to keep me healthy. As long as I stay healthy, and I live in Napa, by the way. Amazing food, amazing wine. I'm a foodie. I can just... Eat and enjoy. Eat my heart out, because food is a pleasure to me. me But what I've learned is, is as long as I'm staying healthy, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get to the point where I'm emaciated, I'm not healthy, but there are, there are women mm-hmm. in this business. 
I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PUREleaf. That's promo code 20PUREleaf for 20% off. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game. Or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. You can, t they don't eat. No. no they I don't eat. Know. They don't, and you can see it. When mm -hmm. you go out to dinner, when you go out, it's just, they don't, they don't eat. And I was like, well, hell, I don't food. <laughs> I'm gonna have the bread, please, yeah. thank you. I'll just have one serving a day when I'm gonna have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. And what is, speaking of image and social media, you know, you were, uh, had big shows pre-social media. Yes. Then you've grown into you know your own big following on social media. How have you learned to not let your image define you on social media, and use it for good, in terms of connection and creation and you know, promotion, and not like, you know, am I always in the perfect filter? The angles like, uh, how, so, how have you? <laughs> subconsciously. Uh huh. And I, I, as you can tell, I keep it real. Yeah. With the change of the algorithm <laughs> that has happened recently, like what the yeah, hell yeah. has happened here? I didn't realize that my self-value was in those likes. Wow. Because at one point, and I'm human, that's yeah. what I'm, I'm, because for so long I was like, killing it, killing it, killing it, killing it, woohoo. And then now all of a sudden I'm like, what the hell happened here? And, and did you, I Did you go knew, back to I'm not good enough? If the, I had a moment, yeah. If the engagement, if you're like, okay, I'm getting a million likes on a photo and a video, and now I'm only getting half a million. It's still a half a million people, but psychologically, what was happening? Um, yeah. So, like I said, subconsciously, I was getting my value mm. there, and I had to have that moment again, being like, hey, look, I'm not doing this. And you have to mean it. You can't just say it. You do. You have to mean it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what is your purpose yeah. for this Instagram, you know, whatever? What is your purpose for this platform? Okay, you answer that. 
Are you proud of the work that you have put out there? Yes. Does the likes and the views, does it define you? Does it define you, your character, who you are as a person? No. Mm. What I had to shake was, does it define <laughs> your content? <laughs> like, you know, are people liking this? Uh -huh. Are you wasting your time putting stuff out if people are, aren't, aren't seeing it? But I had to realize that that's what it is. It's not your, it's not what you're, you're, you're putting out. It's just the way things are seen now is completely different. And are you willing to conform to what is hot? What is, what is trending right now? What is, and if you are, and it's who you are, get and, it, girl. And you like it, yeah, it's something you enjoy. Get yeah. it. Yeah. But if it's not who you are, are you going to conform to become that just to be seen? Mm. That is the question you have to ask yourself. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> and so is that something you dance with sometimes? You're yes. Like, and yeah. that is kind of like, because you have to play the game. Of course. Yeah. It is a game, but I am only willing to play the game authentically. Yeah, that's good. And that is how I am dealing with, to answer your question. I can be very loquacious, sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, it takes me a while to get to the point. But um, that is how I am dealing with that. So sometimes, yes. You know, like in business, you've got to mingle. Maybe you don't like to mingle. Right. Maybe you just want to be quiet. <laughs> but you have to mingle. You have to meet people. So Instagram, social media, things are trending, whatever. So you have to play the game somehow, mm -hmm. but make sure you're doing it for all the right reasons. Because what's going to happen is you're going to continue to chase. Right. The algorithm is going to continue to change. Then you're going to change constantly. Then you're going to change constantly. Yeah. Then you're going to do this. Who, who, who am I? What am I? What am I doing? Oh my God, they don't like myself. Who am I? I can't know. Life is, <laughs> life is too short to live that way. Yeah. So I like to step back, look at what's happening and say, okay, how can I authentically um, do this? And if it presents itself, it presents itself. If it doesn't, I'll catch the next wave. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Until it does. You don't have to be hot every moment, you know, on social media. Yeah. Mm -mm. That's great. That's great. So as long as I'm doing what I, I'm, as long as I'm being authentically me along the way, that mm. is what matters. Because I can tell you, I've never bought a follower. I have never boosted a personal post. Mm -hmm. If I have done an ad, you know, they like to do that totally fine. But for my personal self, I have never done that in my entire life. I couldn't sleep at night. Mm. <laughs> then you have to ask yourself, why are you doing it? Mm. You're only doing it to feed your own ego. Right. And you're doing it to validate yourself. Uh, that's dangerous. Right. That's dangerous. You don't want to fall into that. Yeah. You don't. It's easy. Like I said, it caught me. I was like, oh my God, where did all my likes go? <laughs> or that one day when Instagram like broke, yeah, broke you're like, down uh... and I was like, what the hell? I only got zero likes. This is it. And then you're like, whoa, why do I, what? oh, wait. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I'm dancing with it. Dancing with it, I like it. <laughs> if, you could, uh, if you could go back to 10, right before you're gonna get into this journey, you okay. know, of, of a big massive show and then, you know, the, the career you've had with all the ups and downs, if you could tell the 10 year old version of you three things to look out for and to be aware of for the next 33 years of your 
career and life with dating and, and the business and family and fame. And what would you say to that 10-year-old version of you? I would say make sure you're doing this for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Because you have to understand in this business, no matter how many times they say they love you, they like you, it is business. And You're a will, product. They'll cut and you they out will, in a moment. The gifts stop. The phone calls stop. Really? Yeah. Wow. Boom. Just like that. Um, so make sure that you stay present and realize you are doing this because you love it. It is your craft. And um, enjoy it. Yeah. Don't let the rejection, the ratings, or the reviews get to you. Um, keep your eyes on the passion. Mm-hmm. And I just made that up right now. Keep your eyes on the passion. Realize why. Realize the why. Mm-hmm. Why you're doing this. Why are you doing this right now? I, I love to act in the sense of, I love telling a story. Yeah. And if you notice all the things that I do, I want the story to impact a person in a positive way. I realize what theater, the theatrics, whatever, I realize what it can do to the human soul. Mm -hmm. You can be having the worst day. You turn on a film, it can make you laugh. It can make you feel, you know, cry. Um, It can make you learn. It can make you feel like you're not alone. If you're going through a divorce, you're going through whatever, and you see a film of a woman going through the same thing that you're going through, and you see that she persevered and you see a little bit of yourself in her it can change your life yeah that is why i do it and in doing so i want to make sure that i'm doing the best that i can and that's why i'm always learning right second thing i would warn myself is to oh god realize that hmm Damn, I had to learn this the hard way. And I hate saying the word enemy. But sometimes the people that are closest to you are not for you. Really? I've had people try to use me to get in my films. It's Mm. called The Opportunist. Mm. I've had, and I thought we were friends. Like, friends. Be prepared. Not everybody around you is on your team. Right. Three is the one that I'm working on now. Don't let the rejection of this business tell you you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is something that everyone can relate to because it doesn't matter where you are in life. Um, People need to know that they are good enough. They are good enough. As long as you are trying to be your best, <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to do each and every day. Um, I'm not perfect. I will never be perfect, nor do I want to be. Ugh. Um, boring. <laughs> um, but yeah, know you are 
good enough. Yeah. And I know I always say, don't let this stuff define who you are. Um, but it's a constant battle. Yeah. I've got a few final questions for you. Okay. I don't respect your time. I guess you've been married for 10 years, you were saying, 17 years together. Yeah. What is that like being, you know, in a long-term committed relationship while being in the business where it seems like people don't last that long in this industry? How are you, how have you been, I guess what's the biggest lesson you've learned about intimacy and long-term committed relationship, marriage, and being a mom? Oh. While pursuing your dreams. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you make it all work? And, and uh, you know, how do you navigate the intimate relationship side of things while pursuing dreams and being a mom? I realize that when I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something. Mm -hmm. So saying yes to a job is saying no to being there every that those days for my children and what am I going to do with that um and that's been challenging I'm going to say it is challenging I'm not going to say it's hard mm-hmm. I mean I'm not going to say mm. hard is like yeah. <laughs> challenging means there's always a challenge that we need to work mm-hmm. at now more than ever my husband and I were connected um I love him more than I ever have mm, because beautiful. it's deeper. That's beautiful. Yeah. But you're we honest go, with each other, which is the key. That was the like. key. Yeah. And you have to, but this is the thing. It's like some people are like, I don't know if I can be honest with the person. Then mm. why are you guys together? Mm. Like you need, to, that is what makes a relationship a yeah. long, and then we had to be honest. Are you okay with me being away all this time? Yes, I support you, but it would be nice if... Um, you can maybe do three or four projects a year or whatever. <laughs> Not 10, yeah. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Right. So wow. we had those honest um, conversations. That's beautiful, yeah. Mm-hmm. Honesty is the key. That's what will help you get through it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And with yourself, too. Absolutely. You need to be honest with what yourself. What do I need? What do yeah. I need? Yeah. Okay, I've got a three or four minutes uh, with you left. Okay. So I'm going to bring it to I would wish I could go more because this has been powerful. Aww. So I appreciate you opening up like <laughs> this. Um, before we get to the final couple questions, you got a show out right now called Table Wars. Yes, Table Wars. Tell me what it is and um, how we can okay. watch it. You can watch it on HGTV starting November 14th. I host a show with the amazing Martha Stewart. Yeah. And What's she like? She's oh, a force, yeah. let me just tell you. Yeah, that's great. She is elegance, like chic, <laughs> like in the dictionary. Chic Martha Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to make a long story short, it is a show about tablescaping. Tablescaping is when you basically set up your table for an event. So mm-hmm. whether it is a Thanksgiving meal, a Christmas dinner, a wedding, a bridal shower, birthday party, you always have that table, you know, looking gorgeous and beautiful. And we have people from all over the country come in and compete, and they win $50,000. That's a lot of So you have different challenges. They have tables. They have like a seven, you have an hour to go create this thing. It's amazing what they do They're like throwing stuff together, and they're like, Yeah. It's kind of like cake wars for table. 100%. Yes. I like it. Mm -hmm. It comes out November 14th. Uh, how long does the season go for? Uh, we did six episodes. Six episodes, great. Mm-hmm. HGTV. HGTV. Amazing. November 14th. Yes, okay. and I love it. You and Martha are like the hosts, the judges, yes. like everything. Yes, and Chris Hesney, who is her okay. like uh, protege. Okay. Uh-huh. Amazing. He's awesome. Okay, I'm excited to check this out. Oh, thanks. It's visually stunning. I'm excited. Uh, 
people got to follow you on social media as well. You got great content over there. So oh, we'll have that you. all linked up. And I recommend <laughs> uh, leaving in the comments on YouTube the part of this interview that uh, you enjoyed the most for people watching oh, and listening. Awesome. And also to message uh, her on Instagram or send her, a, you know, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, <laughs> let her know you're listening for sure. That's awesome. Um, this is a question I ask everyone at the end called the three truths. So I'd like you to imagine a hypothetical scenario that many years away from now, it's your last day on earth. Wow. And you get to accomplish everything you've ever dreamed of. Everything you wanna have happen, it happens. You get to create, you get to make, all the good stuff, it all happens. But for whatever reason, you gotta take all of your content with you when you, when you go to the next okay. place. It's your last day. Every show, this interview, books, content, movies, it all goes away. So no one okay. has access to your content anymore. Okay. But you get to leave behind three things you know to be true from all your lessons in life. And this okay. is all we would have to remember. Okay. okay. What, what would be those three lessons or three truths you would share with the world? Strive to leave this world better than you found it. Mm -hmm. Live your authentic life. Don't strive to be like anyone else. And, um, oh God, the third one. Living authentically yourself is, um, I read this uh, book, The Alchemist. Yes. Um, and what I learned is, is ultimately you make your decisions. Mm. You make it. You can be inspired, encouraged by other people, but ultimately that is your choice. Yeah. Those are the three. That's beautiful. Uh, one you. final question, Tamara, uh, yes. before I ask it, I want to acknowledge you for being an incredible gift in the world. Oh my God, don't make me cry. The way you've shown oh up <laughs> consistently as, uh, you know, someone in the industry to set an example as a really courageous, authentic woman. Thank you. For 30 plus years of the ups and downs has been beautiful. Thank you. The way you show Glad up <laughs> for your sister. And not being in competition, but being in collaboration Thank is beautiful you. to witness. The way Thank you show you. up and being authentic in your content from, from personally on social media, but also on TV and movies. Yeah. Uh, so I really want to acknowledge you oh for God, that's so sweet. just being a, being a beautiful gift. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, Thank you. And bringing joy to so many people. Oh, they, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> there goes the, I appreciate, I appreciate. <laughs> the emotional side oh, of me it's all good. coming out. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I know that. how hard you work. <laughs> and I know how much you show up for yourself yeah. and for so many people. Thank you. And it doesn't go unnoticed. So Thank I you so much. Yes. That is so sweet. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have, Great. I have one final question. What? Now my teary hands. <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you always say you have a final question, this but it's it. not your this final is question. It. I promise. This is it. This, okay. It's what's your definition of greatness? Definition of greatness is kind of like what you just said. Um, recognizing the gift that you have, because I believe each mm. and every person in this life has been gifted with mm. something. Realize what your purpose is and share it with the world. Don't mm. hold on to it. Yeah. Share it. Yeah. So, Tamara, yeah. appreciate you. Thank you very oh much. My God, appreciate you're so it. Amazing. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts as well. I really love hearing feedback from you guys. So share a review over on Apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most. And if no one's told you lately, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you are matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home to move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.